All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hardcore Italian Show. This is Justin. We're here with Mike, Joe, Gianna, and Steve tonight. We're just going to be catching up on our week, kind of just shooting the shit. Uh, how's everybody doing this week? What's going on? Doing well. Yeah. Welcome to the show, both Justin and Steve. About time both of you guys got on this podcast. It's just been Joe and G to, uh, and Mike the last couple episodes, so Steve and I are Dude, new Apparently, additions. we're not good enough. They had to add two more. We're not good enough. <laughs> yeah, seriously, not just one, but two this time? Okay, yeah, yeah. Guys. Fucking disrespect. <laughs> we got a full house, though, man. Um, good time. So for, for everyone listening... Justin's been running the Instagram and doing a lot of social media work for hardcore. And Steve is an Italian comedian from Philly, who's also a podcaster and been killing it. So two guys killing it with content in the Italian community we got on. So should be a fun episode, especially to talk about social media and stuff too. So can't wait to like dive into that a bit. But oh, um, yeah. And Mike, I think you got to qualify. Like, like you, you really got to clarify with your listeners Italian American comedian, <laughs> because man, I I I I see some of the comments that you guys get on your post. P- people are brutal. Dude, you have no idea. What difference does it make? Italians, Italian. I you, I'm sorry, yeah. you, you can't say no, that honestly, to people. They lose their minds. You're right. Honestly, what drives me nuts, man, is people always say like, "You should say hardcore Italian Americans." Hardcore is in English. <laughs> you should bro, if you read I, the word I, hardcore, I, I, you should I, know. I read through your comments just to laugh. <laughs> Steve, I hope you read the ones I'm in, Steve. If you read the ones I'm in, you'll fucking have a day. I'll tell you. Well, I seen a I seen a post that you were recently collabed in, and like bro. people are saying you're stealing people's lines and shit. Bro, oh, everything everything's been reinvented. I yeah, I, I hate yeah. hearing that shit. Like yeah. Well, because you talk like somebody else that might be getting a lot of attention right now. He created right. it. That's that's such bullshit. There's a guy. There's a there's a tailor in my neighborhood in 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 South Philly. He's 88 years old. He's been selling T-shirts outside his trunk. This is real real truth right here. That yeah. say uh, take it easy for. I'm talking decades, but he yeah. don't have social media. He caters to the people in the neighborhood. Now, somebody's going to come around if someone posts that on like an IG live and say this 88 year old man stealing shit from another attempt. People are they're wacky. They're, they're nuts. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely insane. And uh, to uh, piggyback off that, I'm good. I'm good friends with uh, Lil Mo. Lil Mo Mozzarella. Like I talked to him. I got his number. We talk. The amount of people that comment on both of our our pages saying you stole this life. If I say how you doing, which is I've been saying since I fucking came out of, I said it my whole life. My pa- my parents say it. My whole, my whole fucking family says it. The it's doctor slapped his ass. He's like, how you doing? Yeah, what's up? How you doing? God forbid one of my videos I say how you doing. Oh, twenty comments tagging Lil Mo. He's taking your shit. How the fuck am I taking? So I called him up. I go listen. If I'm taking your shit, let me know. But I guess I just can't even make a video then because what's, what's I can't it? even wait, say Wait, wait, wait. I got to stop you right there. What's hysterical yeah. is that you call them if I they comment them. a post. Steve, I'm a respectful guy. If that that is the me, most Italian shit. I swear that, in my fucking life. Listen, I got this thing about how when people <laughs> when people comment my my stuff, I have that weird Italian gene where like I want to try to find out where they live. You oh, know, yeah. I, I get I get I get these crazy well, it's like a lot of the things they say in the comments. If yeah. I'm face to face with you, would you think you would blurt that out? Because he wouldn't that, even fucking look at you. That, that's wouldn't my, even look that's, at that's you. what agitates me about it. So yeah. if I bump into them in person, I'll pull it up, I'll show it to them. Let's have a conversation about it. Yeah. Again, I'm not getting physical. I just want to no. know. Let's talk. Let's make it an awkward it. talk. Instead That's of all an, I want to do. Instead of an awkward post, let's make it yeah. a conversation. Don't get 100%. me started, all right? Mike, you started this. I'm just kidding. Oh, no, my just, God, man. You guys yeah, are The Italian me. community loves to argue. And, 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 and that was coming back to what I was saying off camera a minute ago. Is like It doesn't matter what it's about. It's kind of in the culture to argue, right? Even if it's just good banter and good debate. You know, Italians love right. to argue. And 
And, you know, there's different topics that may cause arguments more than others. But I mean, forget it. If I post something right now, sauce or gravy, the comments are going to go off, you know, and there's going to be right. a heated debate between it. You know, we put up a, a T-shirt post the other day and we got a ton of comments. Sundays are for gravy, not for sauce, you know. So yes. now we got to come out, come out with the alternate for that. But it's, it's you know, it's it's good, healthy debate at the end of the day. Yeah, if I taped my grandmother making gravy on Sunday, she, you, you, your account would be shadow banned. <laughs> <laughs> she don't even know what that means. But yeah. I did, you know, I did. I'll, give you, I'll give you a fun story from the weekend. So I was at the Italian Fest out here in L.A. And you're saying that people won't won't come up and, you know, tell you straight to your face. Hey, X, Y and G doing this wrong, blah, blah, blah. But they'll, they'll comment. On TikTok, I think there's an exception there. At least four to five nonnas, like I'm talking 75, 80-year-old women, came up to me at the hardcore Italian booth at the Italian Fest and said, oh, sei italiana, sei nata in Italia. Like, are you, were you born in Italy or Italian? Yeah. And I'm like, no, I was born in Chicago. And they're like, oh. Walk right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they're, they're, oh, give me the little face, and they're like, "Oh, okay, I'm fine. It's okay. Right. I'm okay. I'm okay. I go. Excuse me. Okay, no, no. You want to know why, and, and, OG? You want to know why? Because back in the day, they didn't have they didn't have TikTok and Instagram to fuck sit there and text it. They just said it face to face, and that's that's the thing that's a dying breed now. Everyone wants to be tough on the phone, all this stuff, and like like you said, see, we're not here to get physical. But if there's an issue, why not just talk to me about it? Right. Message me personally and we can have a conversation. Let's sit down and talk about it. What did I take? What could I have done better? You know what I'm saying? Steve? My man. It just it's it's gone. It's gone. The respect is gone. Steve, you're going to get me all worked up. Ital and Italian people. Yes. I don't know if this is just me and you guys can be completely honest with me. I feel like a majority of Italian people are good, but there's also that type of Italian person that don't want to see anybody doing better than them. And there might be a name for it in, in Italian. I, I'm not sure, but there are that type of quality people. I'll give you an example. I post a picture of me on a vacation or a picture of my daughter. The likes are off the wazoo. But right. I, I, I post a picture promoting my work, like something like this. I might, because a majority of my followers right now are probably people I know. I'm, I'm just haven't yeah. reached that pinnacle yet, but you notice shit like that. Yeah. P people don't want to see you sticking with it and, and do So if you make those comments drive you down, man, it, what are we doing? What, what are we, what are we even wasting our time for? I, I, I love agree. that Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan has a saying, post it and ghost it. Don't even look at your phone. You know it's yeah. good. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, I never heard that. I mean, Same. look at the reputation you guys already established with hardcore Italians. It's like post it and ghost it. And yeah. I'm, I know it's probably really hard for you, Just, because you're just a number guy. But yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's tough. Uh, it's, tough. it's definitely tough. It's it, you know, you have to read the room and 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 social media and and each channel on social media is like being in a different room. You're with a different crowd of people, and they're all unique and they all like different things, but they're all you know, they all have a common ground and that's why they are where they are. Uh, you know, that goes for my, my other page where I post mob movie stuff that goes for hardcore times where I post Italian stuff. So there's, there's a room for everybody, but within each room, you're still going to have people that disagree on things and that don't see eye to eye. And again, it comes back to the sauce, the gravy, the, you know, this is the pronunciation. That's the pronunciation. Or we don't use that word. We use this word or whatever it might be. But, you know, the cooking, forget it, food. I mean, you, you'll have somebody say a million different things about the way somebody prepared a dish. You know, this is how my family did it. No, this is how it's supposed to be done. So, again, it can be healthy and it can be good. But, you know, you have to know when to keep it that way and not take it to a place that's insulting or bashing or calling out somebody and or, or even saying they're stealing, you know, calling them a thief. When in reality, they're just doing their own thing and putting their own spin on it. Well, what I love about your brand is it's it's so subjective objective and, and opinionated and and for for uh anything related to the internet and algorithms that's perfect so you guys are going to be in business a really long time <laughs> yeah you know because people get fired up and start arguing and you you know it's it's good for work you know yeah the best posts are where people argue for sure 
So it's kind of like good in a way, you know, because if people aren't arguing, then the post is probably not doing good at all. And it's like, yeah, you know, that's true. So what I feel bad for is, is people that can't take it. Like there's, there's people that can be so big on social media with whatever they're doing, whether it's just, you know, making jokes, doing this, doing makeup, whatever it is. But the, the hate comments literally can destroy someone from what they can actually be. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they, to they, me, they, I don't, I let, I love them. I let my mother, my mother reads them. She, she's like, Oh, did you see what they said? I don't, I'm like, I don't, get, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, and to me, any publicity is good publicity. So if people want to start a conversation about how much they don't like me, keep the comments rolling because that's only going to make the video have more views. Like somebody else, like, when they are, you want, Joe, I love it. Joe, I my, love my, it. my, Joe, my mother, now I'm, I'm yeah. a, I'm a comic. So I, right. I post clips all the time. Yeah. My mother tracks my likes more than I do. Right. So like, like, the, like the other day, no my mother calls me up and she goes, do me a favor, Steven, take a break for a month. Yeah. I'm like, Mom. I'm like, take a break from what? She's like, she's like, just do me a favor. No one's liking it anymore. It's we, we get it. <laughs> I'm like, Ma, what are you talking about? You're supposed to be my biggest. I'm, supporter. Not, I'm not doing it. She's like, yeah, this one stopped liking it. This one started comment. I think they get the point. I'm like, I'm not catering to your girlfriends at the coffee table. What are you doing? What are you trying to do? Right. They're not paying my bills. Oh. I don't give a fuck. Sorry, oh, you got to bleep God. out. The fuck. I'm sorry. You no. can curse. No, all no, no, I'm sorry, G. I'm a disgrace. I'm oh, sorry. all good, Steven. Um, <laughs> no, I know it's it's. It's crazy. And I feel like, unfortunately, that's going to happen in all of the industries that we're in. I mean, yeah. I'm an actor in L.A. and I meet some pretty nasty people, which is so sad. Like, I'll even meet like guys, for example, who are also actors. Hence, we would probably never go for the same roles. Right. Yeah. Um, and they would like immediately. They're just one. Not nice to me. Two, if I, heaven forbid, if I were to ask them something of like, oh, who's your agent? Or like, where, where do you act? What have you been doing? I get a lot of attitude sometimes. And it's just like, guys, why can't we lift each other up and encourage each other to do better? Like, why, why have this competition? It's, it's hard. You know, yeah, if, yeah. If, if one of you guys win, I feel like I was a we part don't. of it because I, yeah. I, cro I crossed your path. In, in, on your journey like i mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know I, I again i feel like it's all it's all mindset yeah and unfortunately not a lot of italian americans uh think like that they don't support each other yeah i feel like another old school italian way of thinking correct me if i'm <laughs> wrong is when you're chasing something that seems to be very out out of reach like the goals that hardcore italians uh, might have as a brand Gianna as an actress you Joe as uh, you know as a social media um, trying to create a presence on there me as a as a comic these things don't happen overnight it's all yeah. connecting the dots so it's very easy for an old school Italian person to be like so how are you making out with that you, you know, you haven't got there yet. Maybe you should start. Maybe I should get you a job in the union down the dock. Right. Like they they want to convince you to get sucked into that easy, safe life. Yeah. And we're the exception. Right. You know, and it's uh, I'm sure for all of us, like being from an Italian-American community, um, you're constantly going to be dealing with those types of challenges. You know, yeah, I mean, it happened to me kind of reminded me, man. Um, I used to go to this gym, LA fitness by my house and this one Italian kid I knew worked out there and stuff. And I don't know, I kind of hung out with him back in like high school a bit. And then I didn't really go. I was in uh, NIU for college, so I didn't really go like around the neighborhood until I came back and graduated. And then I was working out in the same gym again and bumped into the guy and he was kind of saying like, you know, we're catching up. Hey, what do you do? Hey, what do you do? Type of stuff. And the kid was like, he was like, Hey, what do you do? He's like, I, I told him I'm doing hardcore Italians. And he's like, really? You can make money selling t-shirts like that. Like he almost looked like I told him I'm freaking like <laughs> like, selling t-shirts out of a, out of the back of a truck. Yeah, like, exactly. He was like, 
Really? Yeah. That's what you're doing? Like you can make money in that? Like just did not think there was money in it at all. A few years later, I ran into him again. He was hitting me up. How do I start a uh, e-commerce store? How do I do Shopify? How do I do a brand? Like he's texting me and asking me all these questions all of a sudden, like yeah, asking me how a, to fucking do it. It took some life experience for him to appreciate what you've the, done, what you've yeah. already accomplished. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's very, very, very odd to uh, chase something that's so um, not your typical thing to do. Clock in. It's, it's yeah. very. It's I can a, relate to that 100%. Yeah, it's, it's a very easy thing, especially as you get older. Like most adults, they, they fall into that trap. All right, I'm going to wake up. I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to take my kids to school, go food shopping. I got to clock in this time, drive home. Same routine every day. And some people believe that's that's life. Yeah, um, but it's not. You got to do what you love every day. Dude, when I started yeah. posting on social media with Mafia Chronicles five years ago, I got so much flack for years of from people. I would because I would do it every day, five times a day. You know, like uh, I was at a wedding, I was posting, my dog died, I was posting because I knew like you got to be consistent with this shit to really build something. And lo and behold, four and a half years later, I got a full time gig working with hardcore, working with another client. And the only reason I got those jobs was because they were fans of my page. Mike followed my page. I followed his page. My client, Adam, followed my page. And they were fans of what I was putting out and, and were like, can you do this for us with us? And that's how I got my job. But for four and a half, five years to friends, to family and to strangers alike. Yeah, it might've looked like fun or, you know, been a cool hobby, but they didn't see the vision. They didn't see that I could make money with it. They're like, you're just posting on Instagram, fucking around. Like, what are you going to do with that? I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll sell t-shirts. Maybe I'll sell ad space. Maybe Instagram will pay me for my videos one day, which they're starting to do now. You know, maybe I'll get a full-time social media gig because this is my portfolio and it's not just for fun, but people don't see that. And then the old way of thinking kicks in. Like, that's not a real job. What the fuck? How are you going to make money on Instagram? Let me show you. You know what I'm saying? So Collectively, can you, can you even comprehend that the common Joe Schmo that we are friends with in our families or our circles they probably don't even realize how much they could help people like us by commenting each post, sharing it, uh, liking it, subscribe just off of a second, not even on a financial standpoint. Because they're because they might not reach the most people with that share, but you know what they're gonna do with that share, Steve? They're gonna boost your confidence more than any stranger possibly could because they have more influence on you than any stranger possibly could. So if your mother, your father, your cousin, your uncle, your friend shares that and supports that vision, it's gonna motivate you that much more than you know, Joe Schmo, who's like, Hey, I like your content. Though that feels great too, it feels different coming from people who have presence in your life. Well, I mean, I I just think too, the power of your friends, like friends, like just the network you have with your friends and branching off of that. I mean, I accredit hardcore growing pretty much to that alone. Like in the beginning stage, it took a long time to grow, but the first people that were on it was, you know, these people in our Italian neighborhood around us, my parents, friends and family friends that were loving the stuff. They were loving all the posts. They were loving all the content. They would share it. They would wear a shirt. It just kind of naturally started to grow because, you know, they would post it. They have an Italian friend and maybe their Italian friends in another state. And then that's kind of what even got us more into like building a website, this and that, because when people are hitting us up and they live in a different state, but their friend saw it because of a Facebook post that our friend in Chicago saw, it kind of like changed everything. Cause then we started putting more stuff on like a site rather than eBay and like selling out of the trunk. And that's kind of what, you know, then that person starts liking the stuff and then they share with their friends. And it's just, it kind of grows from that immediate friend group for sure. You know, like I'm telling you, man, I, I think all the time, I always think like the people in our neighborhood. Now I say to them all the time too, like, we wouldn't be where it is without you guys, because you were the first people support in the beginning. Like I always remember it, man. And appreciate yeah, it. And, you know? and, you know, you guys got a, a big voice in, in the Italian community, not just for Italian Americans, but for any type of Italian. It's like. And, and now with this, with the podcast, they're really getting to know the, the foundation of it and you guys as people and much credit to you guys. I, I hope you stick with it and keep this because they're going to get to know you guys as people. And uh, 
for me, like starting out as a fan and really getting to start talking to you guys on the phone and being open to, to work with me, like I, I'm, I'm honored. And I, I hope with this this new platform that people are going to realize that you you want to help send us a clip. You'll get, you, you'll eventually offer yeah. them time and critique with your team and say, this is why I couldn't post it or yes, yeah, send me more of that. Give me more of that content. This is great. Or uh, tell you, tell one, somebody from this part of Italy to send me that. I think that would be a great post or this guy from Jersey or Kentucky. Like th- there's so much good out of the brand that you're building and it, it's only the beginning. I, you know, Thanks, I, I think, Sky's the limit for for this whole brand, and I'm you know I'm excited to work with all you guys. This is great. Thanks, man. Thank and yeah, kind of even back what you were saying about you know just how people can't fathom like you know you're doing something different than a nine to five job and stuff like that. Like this is kind of why we want to do podcasts and stuff because me and Justin talk behind the scenes every freaking day about how you know our grandparents were busting their ass in a factory working nine to five, and it's like we feel like we almost had to do something we feel like we had to take a shot and had to do something crazy and had to do like, you know, we wanted the, we wanted to start our own thing and we took the risk because we know like our grandparents took that risk and it's like, they did it for a reason, you know, they did it for a reason. And we want to like honor that reason. And that, that's kind of why we leaped into the business and we want other people to do the same thing too. Like that's why we're always helping, you know, any influencer that comes along, you know, and we just honestly want to grow the community, reinvest in the community. Like we want to, make that sacrifice that the original Italians did when they immigrated to this country. We wanted that to carry on, man. Like we, we truly do. So that's why it's, it's good talking about it and letting people know we're about it and, and stuff for sure. So thanks, man. Yeah. yeah and you, and Mike, you know, sorry, G. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Mike is so true to those words too. He said that to me so many times. He's like, seriously, G, any way we can help you, we're going to, he's like, if you're, you know, I've been here for a while now working with you guys and Mike and Mike, your dad, like you guys are really too kind and like family. Yeah, and it's honestly. a whole family thing. My mom's like, Oh, I talked to Gianna the other day. I had a call for this and that she goes, she's so sweet. And it's like, it's so Mary's like a second thing. mother to me. Now your mom is like a second mom to me, bro. Like Mike's mom is amazing. Like your dad's amazing. It, it really is a family business, man. It, it, and Mike is so true to the, the mission and what this brand is about. And it's just like anybody that even comes close to trying to shit on that. Like I can't pay them any mind because it's like, he's Mike is one of the most genuine people you'll ever meet. And it's just so true to what his, the values that his grandparents instilled in him. Like he is what being an Italian American is about, you know, and people just, some people just don't get that. The right people do though. The right people definitely yeah, get and, it. They admire and the, it. And they the other it. thing for you guys is you, you, you can't help everybody either, right? You gotta you gotta recognize the ones that are serious about it and uh, consistent and putting out good quality of work. And um, you know, yeah. having to follow your whole team here so far, everybody you've brought on board to really get involved and have a voice on your page. You know, it seems like you guys really take a lot of time to make do your homework on on all the people that you you do give consistent spots and uh there's a reason that the that the three of you are here with mike and i right now 100 percent. and it it comes down to the kind of people you are at the end of the day it's not oh just because they're italian let's get them on it's it's you 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 are very much embody what hardcore italians is all about in physical form and that is why we i i I venmo you 500 to say that comment about (laughs) thank you i appreciate it i did the virtual i greased them Yo, Joe, I greased him virtually. You can't tell anybody about that. You did nice. You did nice. You did good. Why do we tip people that are uncomfortable? Why why do we, why do Italian people do that? My one buddy, Mike, he's not Italian. He honestly thought the first three times that we went, we, we went out like the clubs and bars. He thought I was trying to bang him. I swear to God, because I would would pick up the check and he would be like, okay, but then when the bottle service was like 1500 2000 a pop, he started yeah. getting a little questionable. I was just like, bro, that's what we do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, A funny oh, story hilarious. about that is uh, I went to the Yankee game. I went to game two of the – they end up losing. I don't even want to talk about it. But regardless, it's, we're, go, we're trying to find parking, so there's a spot. You know, the parking garage is full. We get there a little late. We pull into the parking garage, right? I got a, I got a, a 50. 
right? 50, it was like 50 bucks to park. So I get the guy, it was full. Uh, to turn away everybody. So I go up to him, I go, hey, man, I put in my hand, I go, you know, uh, I could park right over there. He goes like this, he goes like this, he goes, come right through, right? So we do, whatever, I'm with my two cousins. My one cousin goes, you'll never believe this. So he drove to Connecticut, I think last week with his girlfriend. So Connecticut's known to have good pizza. There's there's one place, I've, I can't think of the name on top of my head. Anyway, he goes there. So they said, well, um, you know, it, it's an hour wait for the pizza. So he goes, an hour wait? He goes, damn. He goes, he takes out a $20 bill. He goes to give it to the girl. He goes, how much to put another pizza in the oven right now? And then, you know, I'll walk out with it. The, the girl looks down, looks at the money, looks back at him and goes, sir, we don't do briberies here. That's illegal. And he looks at her and goes, this girl must have never, hey, we're, $20 for a pizza. She wants to talk about bribery. That's just the thing that we do. You know what I mean? You go to a restaurant and it's packed, so you need a reservation. You take out something, whatever you think is is deemed, you know. And I necessary. and I I don't call it a bribe, man. Uh, there's, a, a bribe. there's there's a famous a there's a famous scene in The Sopranos. I don't know what season it was, but Tony's having a conversation with somebody, and he says, "In life, everything is a little bit of give and a little bit of take. Works both ways. You need to have something to offer." That right. goes with everything, bro. Yeah. Everything. So if it makes you stand out of the, the you know, uh, being one of the, the pennies in the jar by just yeah. like giving somebody a, a little bit extra. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Also, I, I, if you don't if you don't if you don't ask, you don't receive. Right. So, and, I, and I don't know about you, yeah. but people that don't tip, they're usually pieces of shit. <laughs> jerk offs, jerk offs, Steve. You could say. I mean, you, you'll you'll really see the quality of now. Now there's other people that that might tip high because it's a power trip thing, and they think they could buy power and bullshit like right. that. That's completely but, different. Uh, you know, Frank Sinatra was legendary for um, being somebody that just handed hundreds to everybody. Right. The minute he got he, out of a car, or walked in a hallway. You put a hundred in the pocket of the dealers just to make sure the ice cubes are cold. Oh, yeah. I call that class. I don't call that. I call that class. I never once picked up a check for a girl to try to hook up with her. It's just it's it's who I am. You know, there's this misconception that Italian guys, they want the. I think that's such a bad. What's the word I'm looking for? Such a bad. Type, typecast for us you know yeah, what i'm yeah. saying we, we we know how to treat people right but it, it, the, the difference of that is you know you go to a restaurant they're like oh sir it's reservation only you give a hundred dollars to the girl like you know, if you have you have you give a hundred dollars to the girl and say how about now and she sits you down different than going there and going oh you know we got two of us uh sir it's reservation only then you go so you know how much money i make a year you're gonna send me down. You know what I mean? That that's yeah, the difference yeah. of where you know we can go by that. You well, know? you're you're in Hoboken. You can hand out hundreds. I'm handing out fifty. Know. I'm handing out. I don't out know 50. what you're talking about. I tell you what. <laughs> if the Broncos lose this game, there will be no hundreds given out this week. <laughs> Another funny story is my uncle. He was there too. Obviously, my cousin tells a story about the no bribery thing in the pizzeria. He goes, "Oh, you'll never believe this. Two years ago, they go out for their anniversary. My uncle and my aunt." They go to this restaurant on the water, like by Hoboken. It's called it's Edgewater. If you don't know, if you know, nice restaurant. So he walks in. It's like a weekday. He walks in. Right, he goes up. He goes. Uh, has a fifty in his hand. He goes. The two of us, and we want the nicest seat in the house by a window. The girl takes the fifty. She goes, okay, no problem. They walk up the stairs. Place is fucking empty. There's a hundred <laughs> spots by the window. He already gave her the fifty. So he sit down, and my aunt looks at him and smiles. He goes. Don't even fucking say it. It's already gone. It's already gone. You know, so sometimes it'll backfire on you. But at the end of the day, listen, the girl got the 50. Everybody gets paid. Everybody's happy. And that's it. You, did your you went there knowing you were going to lose the 50. Yep. You know, so. Steve, tell us a little bit more about you, though, man. Since it's your first time on, I want to give you a little bit more of a plug today. Just about your comedy and what you're doing with your page and, and everything, man. I've been a stand up for 10 years. Um, I'm from South Philly. I started comedy in South Philly. I grew up there, born and raised. I moved. I moved to Chicago. I uh, know we talked a little bit off camera for a while because you're a Chicago guy. I lived in Chicago from uh, the back end of 15 to early uh, 2017. Yeah, no, I wasn't out there very long. I was out there like 18 months. Okay. 
Um, I went to the second city in Chicago. Nice. And I, took, I took some improv classes. I thought I thought acting would have been uh, I saw I stunk at improv. <laughs> I stunk because and you know what it is? I think if I was in like an, an Italian American Northeast improv troupe, it would work. But like I was I was like at the second city with all these people from around the country and like a lot of the choices I would make to these people. It'd be like, oh my God, this guy's did he thought of that? It's like yeah. <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, you're you're an actress, G. So you know a lot of it's you you think it, you do it. So it's like yep. somebody yep. would throw me a word and they'd be like, you know, oh, angels in the outfield. Well, I got a knife, I'm gonna stab you. It's like cut <laughs> <laughs> it. I was like, you know, so stand up I like because. You know, you're, it's a one man show. You could bring a lot of your stories to the stage, even if people don't relate to you. You know, it's it's you know, you're bringing them into your world. And uh, true. What, what I love about stand up comedy is, you know, Sebastian Maniscalco. I can't do what Sebastian Maniscalco does, but Sebastian Maniscalco can't do what Steve Rinaldi does. So um, that's that's a common misconception that i think uh there's so many great italian comics but i hate when people say oh they're all alike that is such a fucking bunch of horseshit everybody has a different story you know you you look at me now like i'm i'm working with my comedy hero who's from south philly it don't get any big bigger where i'm from than dom herrera like he he's probably my favorite comic i used to watch him when i was a kid and I never thought I was going to be a friend of Dom Herrera's. I never thought I'd see him live. I never thought I'd work with him. Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show you. And I'm, I'm not at a point in comedy where I, I reached uh, my goal. But, man, it's like you take one thing at a time. If you look at your career, uh, if you do anything creative as one thing at a time, and you don't just look at the financial benefits or the publicity of it. You'll, you'll really get a good outlook of it. Like even like a night like tonight, like being on a call with all these creative uh, people from uh, similar cultures and just a brand of hardcore Italians. I, you know, I've been following you guys for so long. It's just you got to you got to appreciate one thing at a time. It's how you got to look at stuff. And hopefully you're at a point one day where you're busy and you can help everybody else out. You know, yeah. and and that's that's the main thing that after 10 years of doing stand up comedy that that I love the most is helping people. Now, I, I don't know if that's an Italian thing. I don't know if it's just a personality thing, but I, I, I love helping uh, people out any way I can. I love doing favors. That's 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 like a really, really cool thing. Like uh, the show I do at Helium Comedy Club in Philly, and I I do it at some of the funny bones. It's called. uh I created the show. It's called Seven Comedians for $7. And I host it. But I bring comedians up a very level. And what I usually do is I give like two or three comedians that can't get into the clubs. I give them an opportunity to get in front of a full crowd, uh, tape a good set for video content. And I always make a point to introduce them to the booker at a club. So yeah, hopefully, you know, I'm not looking... No one's competition with me. They can't do what I do. Mm -hmm. But but it's easy for people to think like that. Like, why am I going to help? They're going to take my work. No, nah, there's plenty of opportunity out there for all of us. You know, you you guys aren't the only Italian page, mm -hmm. but you guys can be known as the 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 best one that uh, interacts. On so there, there's so much stuff that hardcore can specialize with that maybe the other Italian uh, pages might not do or might not, you know, practice, you know, mm -hmm. end of the day, it comes back to what you were saying. Like Sebastian Maniscalco can do his thing, but he can't do what Steve Rinaldi does. And at the end of the day, no matter what brand company or entity you represent, it's still being run by people, by humans. Right. So 
they're always going to bring something unique to the table, no matter what. You always have something to offer that nobody else can offer. And if you just have that mentality, it comes back to what we were saying. You're not looking back at the next guy, wondering if he's catching up or what he's doing. You're just focused on what you're doing and what you do best. Steve, that's awesome that you also do that $7 for seven comics and you take the time to actually introduce them to the booker. I mean, it's little things like that, that means so much to someone who's just starting out. Like that's, that's huge. That's awesome that you do that. Yeah. Uh And and you know, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you, you can't, there's some things that you could coach people on doing, uh, with acting or, or with stand up or, or any, there's some techniques you could share with people. (laughs) But you re- you really can't teach somebody how to be uh, nice or network. They they gotta like. Th- there's actually comics that I started with that after ten years in this business, like myself, they're just starting to realize that hey, I gotta get better at that. Yeah. You no, know, I I feel like a lot of uh, Italians from Philly. I don't know if it's like this for you, Joe and Mike and G. I, but for us, networking is a way of life. We don't even realize that we're gaining people's liking and doing fake. It's, it's just what we do. You know, we're we're not, we don't call it networking. We're just being us. Yeah. So show business really isn't a hard thing to grasp or understand. You just show up on time. Don't be late. And you come with a box of cannolis, and everything will be all right. You know? <laughs> yeah. The- Steve, when do I get my chance, Steve? I'm ready. Put me in. Stand up. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a shot. Whenever you're ready. Seriously, yeah. you know, whenever you're ready, just come up here for a couple of days, and uh, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you all the uh, open mics. You got to get your feet wet. You got to get up there. You got to bomb. You got to you got to get awkward. You got to get uncomfortable. It's it's Absolutely. not uh. It's what very, got you into that originally? What motivated you from day one to be like, I want to get on stage and make people laugh? I always wanted to be a comedian or an actor, but I, I was always around a, a really small minded group of guys. And that's that's nothing to knock all my friends and family that I grew up with. But to grow up in South Philly and tell somebody you want to be a, a, a star. It's like, who the fuck you think you are? You, yeah. you just can't. It's just something you can't say to people like even all of us we might believe we're going to be successful but when you say it it kind of makes who the fuck's he think he is it's so uh, some things you just got to keep to yourself and i you know i didn't listen to that voice for a really long time and then uh one of my best friends who was from brooklyn and moved down to philly he he thought like me he had dreams and aspirations he wanted to be like a a rapper. He was an Italian American rapper from Brooklyn and he was good and he got cancer and he passed away uh, at a very at 19 and I was 21. And at the time I was taking the safe route. I was going to college for something I didn't want to do. And uh, there were two things I always wanted to do. I wanted to be an entertainer and my my favorite movie growing up was Casino and I always wanted to work in the casino business. So when Pat passed away, I signed up for Dion school and I started writing jokes and, uh, you know, I lived a double life. I was, uh, I ended up being a manager at a casino for a while and doing stand up at night. I lived like, I lived like Batman. I was like, uh, during my day job, I was walking around, throwing people out, catching cheaters. And at nighttime, <laughs> I was just going up there, breaking balls, you know? That's awesome. So, do you ever get any hecklers? How do you deal with hecklers? Is that something common? I tell them what to go do? fuck themselves. That's that's, <laughs> that a boy, Steve. that's that's your comeback line. Everybody's like, how you deal with a hecker? Go fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> well, what if they keep talking? Tell them you banged their mom. Well, what there they, you go. Yeah. Just take yeah. it up a notch every time. It's oh, like man. I tell people to deal with telemarketers when they call the house. When they keep calling the house to say, what are you wearing? <laughs> and then they yeah. usually, what? What are you wearing? Right now, what are you with? They usually hang up, but if they answer you, have fun with it. Oh, yeah, you got them. That's exciting. Yeah. Pull, pull it over your shoulder blade a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin, like, bust, you bust, them, get, <laughs> fuck them, you know? Yeah. 
Now I'm I'm in a place with stand up right now where um I, I'm really really comfortable and I'm having a lot of fun. Um, that's you know, awesome. I, that's I, all that I, matters too, Steve. Yeah, I I found my voice and my rhythm when I when I go up there and I'm just like not in my head with no plan. That's when I find myself doing my best. But but it's interesting, like like a lot of the goals and challenges I'm going to start facing as I go up, like, and I want to start breaking into these big clubs down in Manhattan and stuff is like, you gotta, you gotta get in front of these guys and you gotta do like a tight five to seven minute set. And it's a completely different art form to where if I got to grab a mic and just do 45 minutes and fuck around, like you gotta, you gotta tight, tighten that shit up and it's got the jokes gotta be there and you gotta hit all the punchlines and, you know, like there's this big festival. It's called uh, Just for Laughs New Faces. Everybody who's everybody has done JFL New Faces. I mean, I'd I'd love to do that one day. You know, no, because is it's that, like it's called New J- York. No, it's, it's it's at the Just for Laughs Montreal Comedy mm-hmm. Festival. Anybody who's anybody that you could think of in comedy has done New Faces. Sebastian, uh, Bill Burr. Um, you know, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, Kevin James, a- anybody you could think of, Ray Romano, they, they've all done JFL with a tight seven minutes. All the industry is invited. A lot of people get their SNL audition from that t- five to seven minutes. They get invited to audition. And uh, it's it's a completely different approach. You know, things like that, like high pressured plant. I never did well in contests. I, like who who am I compete? Just let me go up there. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't like that kind of I don't deal well at the moment with that kind of pressure. Yeah. You know. When's your next show, Steve? I I do a like every couple of weeks or months I do a show at Helium in Philly, the seven for seven one. But you know, right now I'm just really, really trying to uh push and um and get and and really focus on the podcast with Don Herrera. I mean, guys, I, I don't know what it is that you love more than anything, but for me, comedy, my I mean, aside from my my wife and two kids, comedy is like everything to me. So you gotta understand something. For me to have a podcast with the guy that I watched when I was a fan, like I like he was the one I would just show, you know, tell everybody, ah, Dom Herrera, Dom Herrera, Dom Herrera. Like, I don't know if it's like for you as a Yankee fan, like it would be like meeting Derek Jeter. For me, Dom Herrera yeah. is everything. The yeah. fact that this fucking guy calls my phone, it's just <laughs> like, how did, that, how did that come so about? It's safe to say he's, it's the reason you're in comedy today. Like he's the reason you are. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's wow. how big of a deal it is. Like I got a show with Dom Herrera. It's like, that's fucking crazy. You know, and how not, did that come about as Mike asked? Like, how did you initially come to contact with them? Uh, you know, I, I wasn't I wasn't in the rotation or past at helium, but I used to hang. I, I wanted to get in that club in the worst way. And Dom played it every year. So um, I would I would I would try to go every time he was there and just sit in the back. And I remember like at one point I was like three or four years in and Dom was having a beer at the bar and I was just so nervous to talk to him and my buddy Nikki started talking to him and he was like dude like you're acting like it's a a chick you want to bang like introduce yourself you know I I was so nervous like when I was around him it was like it was like seeing a star like Dom was everything to me as a comic like everything he never missed he's still fearless and it's like uh, I remember I moved to Chicago. I came back. He was there that weekend around the holidays for Thanksgiving. And I bought him a drink. This was when I was like six, seven years in. I bought him a drink and he, he cheers with me, but no conversation. And then like a bunch of the comedians were there that night. And they at that, this point, I'm getting the engine rolling a little bit. Like I started doing stuff and they're like, yo, you're South Philly Italian. Talk to Dom. And I and I didn't, you know. And then a year or two later, I'm, I'm hanging out at Helium. I'm just hanging out because that's what you got to do, Joe. You want to be a comic. I tell everybody, 
You got to do open mics for stage time with other guys at your level, and they're brutal. But you got to hang at comedy clubs and watch the greats. You got to watch people that have been doing it long time and have credibility and our headliners have done the road. Just it's a complete. You got to watch. You got to watch the the NBA. Can't watch the street games. Yeah. You do the street games to get your legs, but you watch Kobe. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm hanging there doing an open mic at Helium. And the manager, Ben, said to me, what do you got going on this weekend? And I said, oh, not nothing. He's like, uh, you want to host for Dom Herrera? He's like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. And, you know, in this game, and, and gee, I bet you, you get that, too. It's like you never want to seem desperate. You, you never want to see desperate. That's how this shit gets. That's how you play this game. You never want to seem desperate, you know. But I was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. You know, it's like, you know, that was on a Tuesday. And um, I'm in the green room talking to this guy. And, you know, all South Philly came out. I had a good set. It was a great weekend. I worked with another really great comic from South Philly, Irish Catholic, uh, uh, Eleanor Kerrigan. She's another really great comedian from the Philly area. So I worked with Dom. I did seven shows with him that weekend. Had his number. Uh, didn't really stay in touch or anything. And then I, I DM'd him when I seen he was coming to Atlantic City a couple of years later and told him I relocated to Brigantine because he thought I was a Philly guy. And then he called another comedian and asked for my phone number. And somebody was like, uh, you know, imagine getting that text. You know, I'm out with my family and somebody's like, hey, Dom Herrera is asking for your cell phone number. Can I give it to him? Like, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> sure. And he called me and he said, uh, what are you doing on this date? You want to open for me at the Tropicana? And I got the at this time, you know, it's funny how timing works. Like I'm I'm uh, nine years into the industry and, you know, it's a thousand seat room. And I opened for Dom at the Trop in Atlantic City. Uh, show. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny, like a, a big showroom like that at the Trop, like you, you see all these pe people that have played down in, in that venue over the years. There's like pictures of Sammy Davis Jr. and Sinatra, like shares on the wall, Diana Ross. And, you know, it's kind of cool. Like you, you got up there on that stage. I mean, even me as an opener, but. You know, they, they were back there. Um, so me and Dom hung out after the show. We had a drink. He was with a girl for his girlfriend. I was with my uh, I was with my wife. And then he did Philly Live this summer. And um, he asked me to open for him again. That was about a year after that. And then that's when um, you know, Brian came to the show who I been doing podcasts with for two years and brian and his manager kind of got together in the green room and brian kind of took a bite and he was just like hey steve and dom should work together you know uh we could do a podcast virtually like right from home okay let's talk got on a call here we are you know we're like on our seventh episode it's just crazy it's just but but it's like like I said, it's like you got to just take one thing at a time. You know, Dom could call me tomorrow and say you don't want to do it no more. But for me, it's like uh, this experience. I, I've already I, I opened for my favorite. I'm a big WWE fan, right? Big yeah. wrestling nerd, big wrestling. Nerd. <laughs> I opened for my favorite wrestler. Who is it? I yeah, spent the I spent from five o'clock at night till 10 o'clock at night in a green room, me and my wife and Mick Foley and man, man. Oh shit. No, you know, for, for a Philly, for a Philly Italian, the ECW arena was like seven blocks from my house. We're yeah. Eagles fans, Philly. We're animals. He was the pinnacle of the hardcore. He was, I knew everything about this guy. Yeah. Like my wife was like, you really made me uncomfortable in there. You knew everything about this. Man. He's one of the best to ever do it, man. That's all. Awesome. Oh yeah. But like, this is what I mean. Experiences. I'm 
that didn't change my life, but you know, it, yeah, man. A it's... call one day. Hey, you want to open for you want to open for a wrestler? Yeah, who is it? Mick Foley. But he should be. Ah, yeah. It's like so. I'm saying in this path, there's no, there's no price to pay when you stay true to your dream. None. There's no risk. Yeah. This is stuff, Tanya, man. Me and Justin talk about every day. It's it's not the destination. It's the journey, man. Just enjoying the ride of what you're doing and experiences come along the way, man. Fun stuff. You got to soak it in and appreciate it. And, and you know, it's stuff like that's awesome, though, man. So, and it. sometimes falling on your face is the best thing that could happen to you. <laughs> you, know, you know, in any you, situation, you, it doesn't matter because you're going to grow from that, right? Yeah. You, you hear these stories about Italian people and the hard times they went through when they came to this country and it's like, how did they ever get out of it? But then you see that 80 year old guy from the neighborhood that has the five, be- the, the five story house, the mansion, all the good artwork. You're like, how did he get all? He worked. Mm-hmm. He worked. He went through tough times and made him driven. You know, uh, I think our generation never really, at least the people in this, I don't want to speak for everybody, but at least the people in this room, like the hard, the hard times that these people went through when they came here. It's like, you ever see like pictures of them coming in on a ship? It's insane. Yeah. It's, it's not, we did a post the other day about it. We just, we posted the immigration post the other day and it went off because everybody really resonated with that. Just a better life. Can you imagine? Dude, it was, it was hard for him in Italy. It was hard for him. The boat ride to get here for two weeks was like terrible. People died. Then when they got here, you know, people were pretty much racist towards Italians. They had to do like hard work, terrible conditions. There wasn't unions back then. It was like, it was a long, hard road for a lot, a lot of years, man. So that's why it's like, yeah, like our great grandparents, they're the reason why we could do this right now. Yeah, exactly. Have, have, Have fun, you know? That's what I'm saying. And it's like, yeah, we take advantage of it. Yeah. But when you look at their story, like that gives you the perspective you, you really need to like want to work hard and want to like, and appreciate the day to day, because it's like, if you're born in a certain time frame, like you had no choice, you had to deal with it, with it, you know? So it's just crazy. Like it, it puts things into perspective, which is, it's good to have that at all times for sure. And I like eating the meals that apparently when they came here, where the cheap meals to eat. You ever get stories like that? Like, I don't know about you guys. I'm a big tripe guy. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love tripe. Okay. Uh, apparently back in the day, that was like a, a poor, a poor person's meal. You know, now it's expensive. If you get a, right. a plate of tripe and uh red sauce or, you know, uh, something that my grandmother still does, which a lot of people thinks, uh, uh, and her gravy and her sauce, she puts hard-boiled eggs. Oh wow! Interesting. Because because back in the day, they, they apparently they couldn't afford meat. I never knew that. Yeah, I never yeah. knew that either. Yeah. I don't think I ever heard that either, man. Interesting. I heard it's of eggs. Hot no, no, it's just uh, uh, you know you That's see uh, you know old school shit like that, man. Is is peppers and eggs? Is that considered Italian, or is that more of a local Philly thing? No, they they do peppers and eggs by us for sure too. Is that Italian or is that just like a, a every city? every Italian person I know gets hyped over it? We do post on the page every year too. Like once you can't eat meat and for Lent and stuff like that, we post the pepper and eggs and people go nuts, man. Like yeah, I, I could eat pepper, I could eat peppers and eggs every day. Potatoes <laughs> and eggs. Yeah. Ever do, eggs do you ever there. do uh, uh, hot dogs and eggs? No. <laughs> 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 ever. See now that's family prob- just loves eggs. Well, well, that's probably definitely <laughs> Philly then. That's probably definitely. Yeah. I never. Yeah. Know. I'm a big never hot dog guy. I'm a big hot dog guy too. Never. Hot never dogs, told- hot dogs and beans. Ever hear I've that? I've seen it, but I've never eaten it myself. I've heard definitely heard of hot dogs. See, and a lot beans. of this, I'm wondering. Yeah. A lot of this stuff, I don't know if it's a, a like a northeast Philly thing or, but uh, these yeah. are just stuff that home cooked meals throughout the years. My family every now and then would put together, but we were on a routine. Sundays was gravy, like you know, or sauce, whatever you call it, with with a mix with a salad at the end. We always ate our salad at the end. We never did it before. Nice. That's a European thing. It helps with is, digestion, is it? actually. Uh-huh. It, 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 it aids with digestion when you eat the salad after the meal. 100%. So you, you guys all eat your salads at the end at home. At the end, I don't. I, I don't. Eat it before. 
Oh, you don't? Okay. I eat it, I eat it before, even though I know it helps with the digestion. I like it as an appetizer. So. Yeah, see, my, my, my ex-girlfriend, uh, they would eat the salad and the pasta and the meatballs all on one plate. I thought that was a little bit gavonish, but it wasn't that big. You know? I don't know, man. You never I see people put like meatballs and salad though and don't give a fuck. They mix it all together and and love it too, though. But I don't know. I kind of have it. My girlfriend and her family, they'll eat salad after, and then my family eats the salad before. So do you guys know. do you guys put way. grated cheese out on the table? All the time. Yeah. yeah really with what anything we're eating. What, what about um, regut? What about regut? We do. I don't use it. So my mom's side's from Sicily, and like the hard ricotta salata is always, always, always in my fridge. That's like wow. a big, a big one. Yeah, that was that, that was always like a special event at my house. <sighs> if like ricotta was on the table, because yeah, yeah we, we, grated cheese was always there. But if so, if there was ricotta. It, it would go and like me and my father would just get a couple of spoonfuls. It's cool. And my mother would be like, where the fuck the cheese? I well, you know, you put it, you got to get a big one. You got to get a big container. Uh, did you guys ever, any of your families ever go to Italy and then bring an extra luggage just to put cheese in it? That's crazy. Anyone? Nope. I was only me. <laughs> <All right>. Well, <laughs> well, I, I was saying before you log, before we started filming, uh, I was telling Mike that um, I, I, I'm an Italian American Philly guy. I'm not. I never. I went to Italy one time with a with an ex girlfriend, and it's funny. I came back saying I'm not Italian. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I don't know what I am, but you know, these people, you know, the the the, the craziest part about that trip, in my opinion, like. As a tourist, go walking through uh, Rome, like in the streets to all these like pop up restaurants, is how the Italian men would just stare at your girl. Like if looks can kill, is that common? G like they didn't they didn't give a shit. Nope, that's that's it. That's yeah. their TV. That's their oh entertainment. My God. Like they don't get you know. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're like trying to get in front of them. Like hey, I'm here. It's my my late. They don't care. Those. Don't don't look around you. Oh God! Yeah, no, that's it. <laughs> Just wave and smile. I do it. <laughs> Tap it out. Yeah, right. I, by the way, I could talk about food for another hour. I mean, I just <laughs> got me all worked up talking that's about it. cheese. That's all, Joe. Too man, you start talking about pizza. I guess oh, yeah. you you asked me about my <laughs> comedy career. You asked me about my comedy career. How somehow we transition transition into a, a can of gut. <laughs> Steve, oh, i'm curious what's the pizza like out in the philly area i've never had pizza i've never been to philly so i've never had pizza out in philly is it comparable to new york's connecticut's chicago's like what would you compare it to i i think i think the pizza in chicago philly and new york's all good you know i'm not one of those shook his head. but is, is philly like its own style or does it compare to another is it similar to another in your opinion now and I, I think New York and Philly are a lot alike with their pizza. Skinny I don't, I don't, I don't want to offend Joe, but, you know, he's biting his bottom lip. He's I used to. No, nah, maybe <laughs> I went to the wrong Italian one. Steve. Finger. You guys know about your, <laughs> your grandma. Maybe I went guy? to the wrong one. I used to I used to date a girl that went to college in Philly. So I'd go there a lot. We would go out like the nightlife in Philly. And maybe I was going to the wrong one, Steve. But I haven't. I, we probably went to four or five different pizzerias and just. I would say, I think you're right. Like, they try to go for the same style as New Jersey, New York pizza. I don't know if it's the water there. I don't know what it is, but it just never, was nothing ever crazy to me. I mean, I'm just a fucking another guy eating pizza. I'm no fucking uh, I mean, me and you, at least we both call water, water. Right. Mike, you know, Mike calls it water. <laughs> He's from the Midwest. That was one of my best jokes in Chicago. Yeah, I would say I'm, I'm noticing I'm a fish out of water and I would say <laughs> water, W-O-O-D-E-R, yeah. you know, uh, but yeah, that's that's just the northeast in us. But yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, like if I came and I hung out with you, Joe, I, I would want you to right. pick the place to go. 
And, you know, you, you really can't give an oh, opinion. Oh, Steve, I'll take good care of you. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying you, you can't give an opinion about Philly unless you were with somebody. And I, it's one thing if you're with me and I take you to a place and it's slop, you know, then you could give a justification right. because I'm taking you there to make an impression. I'm telling you it's the best. You kind of went out there uh, and you but were. No, I'll tell you, I eat, I eat drunk people. You don't yeah. want to know half the shit I eat. <laughs> I was I'm about drunk. six. I was about yeah. six, seven and seven in. I'm like, this. let me fucking try this. Yeah. Fold it up real nice. It's a college and, and trip. Three in the it, morning. Yeah, you grab a was, slice. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I came out there and you said, this is the best slice in South Philly and I ate it. Then I, I might have a different opinion. That's why I made it known to say they weren't anything crazy. It was just holes in it. You know what I mean? Now, Joe, you're on to something there. That's a pizza yeah. review that would get the people going. Drunk pizza reviews, three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that's pizza. what you got. You might be up to Smashed. That's, yeah. that's what you, that Joe, that's yeah. your show. That's I think you might be up to something. They'd all I'm be subscri- phenomenal. I'm subscribed <laughs> right oh, now. I rung the bell. They'd all be good. <laughs> This is 10 out of 10, cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, 22 more cousins thrown into that one. Easily. That ruined his whole credibility, oh man. God. <laughs> God knows what will happen in that recording. You're all good at that point, man. I just remember being in college, man, the, the drunk spots. There's always a pizza place and a Mexican place, dude. Three in the morning oh, at man. every college campus that just hits. I make grab bad, a burrito. I, I make bad food decisions when I'm when I'm drunk. Oh, me too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I go from being an Italian American to being an American American. Yeah. Hey, I just yeah. it's like That's I'm known quick. to go to Wawa and just like press every button. The buff, let me tell you something. That buffalo chicken. Oh, you want me to pick Wawa? my ingredients? Let's invent something. You know? Yeah. It's signature sub. Fuck that. Watch yeah, this. Yeah, you yeah. <laughs> I went through a point in my life where I deleted Uber Eats off my phone because that's what I would always use. And then two, to follow up with that, just in case I was hungry when I came home drunk, I specifically only bought cauliflower crust pizza because at least I'd feel better about myself in the morning that there's, you know, not too much gluten. I was like kind of saving some calories. I'm a fan of cauliflower pizza. I I love it. If it's a good, it needs a crunch. Yeah. I mean, but there's some cauliflower pizza that's complete slop but you get you get yeah. some that's like crunchy it's it's the, good. Tra- the trader joe's one if you make your own if you do it all all from scratch it's good like they yeah, only they see, just sell the crust and then you cook that first so you can make it crispy yeah, and my, you put the sauce and everything my, my thing right now is i'm trying to do no bread no sugar it'll, pro- it'll probably last another day and a half so that's like didn't you try yeah. that without your coffee or something like that yeah during yeah, the week i don't black. Yeah, during the week, I'll drink it black just so I, yeah. it kind of yeah, like so. it doesn't yeah, screw nice up guy. a fast then at that point. So that's something I heard, too. If you're going to eat before bed, it's good to eat meat because it burns the quickest. Um, You know what I mean? Because when you're sleeping, you're not burning anything. So it yeah, doesn't matter what you no eat. Carbs, yeah. No carbs late at night. That protein is the way to go for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. I try to like, I don't know. It's weird. I used to just eat whatever the hell I want. And now I kind of pay attention. I think my sister too is big in all that stuff. Like she's eating the cauliflower pizzas and pastas and stuff. And like, I don't know, probably got me more <laughs> conscious of that. Like, is it possible for an Italian to really have a healthy diet? If you like, you know, yeah, I, I, know. I was going to wait for you guys to finish. I'm a piece of shit. I'll just eat anything. I'm going to be honest with you. I got <laughs> the same I still way. have a fast metabolism way. right now. So I'm just letting it rock. And when it gives up, it gives up. But guess what? Yep. I had a great, I had a great fucking ride. I agree. I'm 100% with you, Joe. Just well, well, there, there, while you can. There, there's a, you know, I got this thing about Italian guys where they, they think they still look like they did at, at 19. Fucking <laughs> 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 fucking delusional. No one has oh, more confidence man. on the beach more than my father, who's 59 years old and has a, a size 56 inch waist. <laughs> oh my god it's italian guys for you for sure bro. Yeah, the old but, guys in the speedos they don't care bro they're walking out there nah. with the most confidence oh man i'm trying to think of there was a town though they a bunch of doctors went out to some italian american town all the people were living long there was no heart disease um i think it was called rosetto or something like that i have to look it up i don't want to mispronounce it i vaguely it. recall what you're talking Pencil, about right was it pennsylvania too. right Almost positive you're right, but I, yeah, I'm not sure entirely. And yeah, I think I know what you're talking about, though, exactly. Yeah, but a bunch of doctors did a study in this town and they they were just kind of wondering, like, what's going on with the diets of these, uh, like, in this Italian community? Like, what are they eating? What's going on? Because no heart disease, they were living long. 
And um, a bunch of doctors went out and started interviewing these people. And they were like asking them what they ate. They ate whatever the hell they wanted. They were asking them like, just like, what do you like? Do you smoke? And they're like, yeah, we smoke cigars every day. <laughs> like they just were doing whatever the hell they wanted. But like yeah. they were healthy, man. And so it's it's crazy. The study literally came to the conclusion that like these people just had no stress. So they were like living long because of no stress. Like everyone in the community was just cool. Like they always knew where their next meal was, would come from. They were like kind of typical, like Italian guys. Like there would be a guy that has this, a guy that has that, like they knew like Joe would take care of him with this or, you know what I mean? Like there was no stress in the whole town and they were like living long because of it. So you really don't have to Probably watch none of them married oh my god that's crazy uh, yeah no they but yeah i don't know you got to look it up i'll have to send i think we might have wrote a blog on it once a long time ago i got to look into it but man i'm telling you like i I, you know i'm a little i think i'm a little older than everybody in here i'm i'm uh i'm in my mid-30s and it's you know i i've i've came to the conclusion that physically my 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 runs over you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an Italian guy, you know, everywhere I go, anybody in my circle, they're putting food out. If not, yeah. I'm, I'm not going over their house. You know? they're, not, they're not good people. But, you know, I, I get a kick out of my single friends that still like anytime they go on a vacation, a bachelor party or it's going into the summer season. They, they all want to get juiced up and go to the gym like they're training for a competition. <laughs> like, what do you do for what? For what? What, 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 what? For an Instagram post, you asshole! It's like you're injecting wow. your body. It's like we're we're vain, you know. It's we might say we don't care about. You don't want to look like shit. You don't want to be slug. Right. That's what I'm saying, Joe. Like, see, I know you're saying you don't give a shit, but let me tell you yeah. something. When you hit the back end of your 30s and a double chin starts coming in, you'll start, <laughs> you'll start giving a shit. He's gonna, be, on the front he's gonna be he drinking the, the black coffee. Hit the back nines, yeah. You know your mo- your mother's gonna come over. She's gonna try to give you another scoop. You're gonna go, Ma, stop! Take you're it. Killing, you're killing me. You know. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember like like six years ago, we used to go out in Atlantic City, and before we went downstairs to go to the club, I'd do a hundred push-ups in the room. Like it really fucking mattered at That's that time. Crazy. But it gets the testosterone going. It gets the heart pumping. I'm ready to go. Oh, it's yeah. You had to bring that up. I got. I got man boobs right now. It's destroying me. It's the biggest problem I have in my life. You had to bring that up. Come on, Joe. Steve, let me tell you something. This interview was rocking until you brought that up. You're a ha- you're a handsome fucking guy, Steve. Don't, uh, don't, you know, don't let anyone else this, say This otherwise. is a good feature right here, you know, because it just shows the neck up. Yeah, the headshot's yeah. fucking good. It's all, about the, no time. it's all about the angle, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Do a filter on this, Steve. Forget it. I'll be buying you dinner tonight. <laughs> if he lets you, man, he'll be trying to freaking take on a thousand dollar dates over there, bro. Be careful. <laughs> might be hidden. You never know. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we had a great time today. It was awesome chatting with all of you, Steve. It was a pleasure having you on today as our guest. We look forward to doing this with you again. And um, yeah, I just had a blast with you guys tonight. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. Fun convo tonight.